what we do here is go back, 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 back. Yeah, like, am I going to set out the cookies for Santa? Like, probably not. Santa didn't bring me a win, so he doesn't get cookies. Yeah, Max kind of nibbled on this one. Here you go, dude. And that's Avery's milk that you can have if you're thirsty. She drinks 2%, so Santa would probably like that. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. And Chandler Jones gets my vote for MVP of the year. One play. Two games. Three sacks on one that we went to. No big deal. Interception touchdown for the win. We will get into that in a minute. But holy crap. That would have been the greatest Sunday night football game ever. I don't know if it got jinxed. I mean, I don't know if it wouldn't have been that way because it got flexed to the to the hidden time slot, like you mentioned. But great game nonetheless. Before we get into that, before we get into our preview of the bets, preview of the Saturday matchup on Christmas Eve, Andrew, how are you? I'm great, man. I mean, what a wild game, certainly. Um, I, I don't think it would have happened because I think if it was on primetime, they would have reviewed the Keelan Cole touchdown like 10 more times and then just called him incomplete. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a wild game for sure. But um, yeah, man, I mean, some like, I think we all kind of knew this is going to happen. We're just still finding a way to, to stay relevant, to stay in the picture um, in the hunt, whatever you want to call it for the playoffs. But it's been a, it's been a ride, but I'm good, man. It's, you know, a win's a win's a win. So um, here we are, but it was it was quite the ride on Sunday. Let's get into it. You know, Raiders took on the Patriots. Um, it was a very interesting game, certainly. Um, end up coming up with the victory, thirty to twenty four, on the last play of the game. Micah, just got to hear your thoughts watching that game, going through it. Um, what are some takeaways that you have? Well, I will say, for a game that we won, I was surprisingly mad throughout the whole game with how crappy they were playing <laughs> and just how like Carr threw a pick six uh, down in our own territory. Kyle Duggar just jumped it instantly and just took it back to the house. Marley's wrestling with her bone because that's what she needs to do right now. Um, yeah. And it was just so frustrating the whole time. You know, it was, it was very frustrating. It seemed like Josh Jacobs was getting going a little bit, but he wasn't, you know, really breaking through like we, we normally see him. And, you know, realistically all the way up until the final drive of the game, maybe the last two drives of the game car was kind of a little mediocre, um, you know, had two touchdown passes, but then had that pick six, it was weird. Cause it just seemed like he was throwing the ball away a lot. It seemed like there was a lot of situations where, I just gave up on a sack and, and just wasn't, you know, maybe missed a guy here and there, just wasn't playing great. And granted, the touchdown he had to Mac Jones where he just put it in like the tiniest little window, like two feet above the ground was pretty nice. Um, absolutely give him props on that one. Darren Waller couldn't have been more wide open on that little seam route, which was cool to see him kind of back in it and getting a touchdown his first game back. And then, like you said, Keelan Cole. I mean, we're lucky we didn't have any better camera angles. They probably would have had better camera angles if it was uh, a, a Monday night game or a Sunday night game. And uh, 
I think we got lucky in regards to them calling it a touchdown and uh, it, you know, not having enough evidence evidence to overturn. But man, there was a there was one shot where it definitely looked like his toe was out of bounds. But it was at enough of an angle that you're like, is that the angle making it look like that, or is that actually? So I think that's where we kind of got lucky in that in that regards. But yeah, it was weird because, like you said, wins a wins a wins a win, and we got a W. And if you can, you know, if your name's on that in the hunt graphic. Come Christmas time or after Christmas, man, that's that's the definition of hope. So um, we're still there, and it is it is what it is because at this point you just expect heartbreak. But we're here, you know. It was good. I, I just was I was like frustrated with the game because the offense wasn't doing much. The defense was playing well, and you know Mac Jones only threw for 112 yards total in the game. Granted, your boy Stevenson. Busting off for like 172 yards and a touchdown. He was like just going off. It was there was one point where it was like, I hope Matt Patricia doesn't realize how well he's doing because you can just keep feeding him the ball and then we're just not doing anything about it. But when it came down to it, you know, we were holding them, uh, keeping them from getting a whole lot of points. And finally, through week 15, the Raiders no longer have a hundred percent success rate against their defense when it comes to touchdowns inside i think the five yard line right kind of something along those lines yeah it's like goal to go which is inside the five they had a hundred percent the other teams had a hundred percent success rate of scoring touchdowns in the red zone and uh you know because of uh, a couple uh false starts or uh, along those lines the raiders held them so now it's only 99 percent or wherever we put it at so but I don't know. All in all, it was like it was one of those games where it's just like we're kind of playing down to their level a little bit. They were out beating us when it comes to beating themselves. I think for a long time, Mac Jones was. I actually tweeted it out on the uh, RTP uh, Twitter thing, saying Mac Jones is the best defensive player that the Raiders have right now, because he was just overthrowing people or throwing it too wide, and like guys were open on you know third and nines, and he was just missing the passes. So. I don't know. It was a uh, a confusing game in regards to how it was going all the way up until 55 minutes, you know, through the game. Yeah, it was uh, it was frustrating. I mean, it, they their offense just didn't have a lot going early on. Um, and I mean, it, it's frustrating as the offense, what our offense was um, in the first half. I mean, we're, we go up 17 to three at half, you know, and it's like sweet we're we're controlling this game we're you know dominating really um on both sides of the ball it, it was just like once we turned the second half just kind of classic Raiders of, of this year where it's like here we go up two scores and we're just gonna have some quick three and outs we're gonna you know let them get back in the game and that's what we did you know and it was obviously you know get, like so so they got the ball in the second half um you know we end up getting a stop and then it's like pick six and that's when you're just like okay here we go you know they're back. So it's, we, we let them back in the game, just like we've let a lot of teams back in the game. Um, and it was very frustrating on that side. Um, and then it just started going and, you know, Stevenson rips off that, that touchdown. And it's just like, that's 24, 17. It's like, okay, I've, I've seen this, seen this movie before. Um, and it, it was, <laughs> I don't know, man, like it, it and, and, and even then, right. So it's like, even when Stevenson rips off the touchdown, he ripped it off. Like, is there a going on drive? And there was three minutes left. So I'm like, we even got the benefit of like having, okay, three minutes. We have two timeouts. Like, we're fine. Nope. Three and out. Boom. Just like that. You know, we'll give it back to them. <clears throat> so 
you know, we're able to get the ball back, march down, car through through a dart to to Keelan Cole in in the back corner. Um, who's to say whether he was in or out? Um, it didn't look great for sure. When they called it a touchdown, I was very surprised. Once I saw the replay, I'm like, this is getting overturned quickly. Um, the longer it took, the more I realized, I'm like, this might work out in our favor. Um, so I I don't know how we got it, you know, especially just with our history as being the Raiders and our history with going against the Patriots, but it worked out, you know, and then. I don't even know how to describe that last play. Um, so if, for folks that didn't watch the game, I mean, if you haven't watched the even if you didn't watch the game, you probably saw the replay 100 times in the last, you know, 24, 48 hours. But um, they, so the Patriots have the ball and it's, you know, 30 seconds left. They're, you know, trying to, trying to get into field goal range, basically. Once they ran out of timeouts, um, you know, it's like 15 seconds left, whatever it was. They just give it to Ramondre Stevenson. It's just like, hey, just go try to make something happen. He gets through our our, our D line and starts, um, you know, getting to the second level. And it's like, okay, you know, I, I don't think he's going to score a touchdown, even if he gets out of bounds. I think it's sorry, it was, I think it's more like twelve to ten to twelve seconds, but he's not going to be able to get out of bounds and then gonna have another shot. So it was like, he's just going to go down. He's just going to go down because the game, like, they don't have any timeouts. They're going to go to overtime. Instead, he throw laterals it back to Jacoby Myers, which was an interesting move um, where it's like, if you're losing, that's when you do like the the rugby, let's just pitch it around, let's see if we can score a touchdown, but not when it's tied because you usually just go to overtime. So pitches it to Jacoby Myers. He then doesn't have anywhere to go, throws it backwards 30 yards to Mac Jones as his intended receiver, which was interesting. Mac Jones is not able to throw it. I was going to say, as if Mac Jones could just throw it back downfield yeah. again. Or as if he's like the fastest guy of all time, which he's the opposite. Um, and instead he throws it right to Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones stiff arms Mac Jones through Allegiant Stadium field, basically, and ends up going back to the house and scoring a touchdown. So that's how the Raiders won. One of the craziest plays I've ever witnessed in per- not in person, live, um, on my couch. And just definitely a play that I would expect the Raiders to do, you know, not the Raiders to get um, something that they usually do to, for the other team. But it was insane. And the what it made it even funnier is that he stiff arms Mac Jones underground, basically, and goes to the house. And there's a flag that like if, if you're watching it, like you saw like the little you know rectangle flag thing penalty pop up and it's like okay fine you know we, we don't deserve this and then and then it was just gone and it was like game over Raiders win I'm like what just happened it, it's it like was... they had to throw that flag just to like stop everybody's hearts like yeah. I, I my first thought because when I saw the flag it was after he got in the end zone I was like all right everybody stormed the field like a little too early you know it's like yeah they're just throwing a flag to throw a flag but it was just like my heart dropped I'm like who did something stupid when no one was around? Like, right. Yeah. And, and it kind of just felt like, oh, okay, this is like the, the ref saying, Hey, we might've blown that call on Keelan Cole. Um, so we're going to have to just throw something here because it can't end this way. Um, Cause Bill Belichick just owns the NFL, but no, that's how the Raiders won. And I, I don't know. It, 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 it was kind of like a perfect summary of this season. Um, not the fact that they won, but the fact that like, it would like they dominate the game. They let him back in. There's no reason we should have been in the game. And somehow it just ended up like a circus, you know, and the Raiders came out victorious to give us even more optimism that they can make a run at the playoffs. Um, and here we are. So I don't know. 
it, it's one of those like you would have had to been there you would have had to watch the whole game to go through that amount of like emotion up and down and then for it to end like that i was just laughing i was just like laughing afterwards like i'm not sure what happened here but that's it so um yeah <laughs> raiders win 30 to 24 and um we're six and eight now three games no yeah three games left and we have hope so nothing better um going into you know christmas with with a little bit of hope we have a an interesting matchup against the steelers that we're going to get into um any last thoughts on the game I think we could spend the whole podcast just talking about how weird that game was, but we'll take a win and it was weird and it was lucky and we never usually get those. So a win is a win and, and a win. Exactly. Yeah. And I, like you said, it's such a microcosm of just our season and how things have gone that, you know, it, it is what it is. And we'll just, we'll see, uh, we'll see where the chips land as they lie as we once said before i think um we'll see what happens the rest of this season we got steelers niners chiefs so it'll be definitely an interesting uh situation so it'd be very fantastic if like the bucks and tom brady just got torched by purdy and then like somehow the raiders just shut him down and that would be sick yeah <laughs> but anyways that's that's for a later later date as in next week but we can we can move on from here Cool. Well, let's move on to um, our patented betting segment. Um, before we do that, Micah, please tell people who this episode is brought to everyone and Chandler Jones' to form by. Yeah, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports better, betting partner of the NFL, who is my go-to, if I could, California would have passed it, would be my go-to for betting on the NFL this holiday season. No one could have predicted how that game turned out last week, right? But one thing that I did see that a lot of people cashed in on was Darren Waller for the first touchdown of the game at plus 1,200. That's a general line. I don't know what DraftKings had it at. But if you bet that, congratulations. Uh, First Raiders touchdown of the game, Darren Waller. Right now, new customers can also bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game get $150 in free bets if they do. Everyone can also earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. A lot of bigs there. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All righty. Well, let's get into it then. So last week, um, it was, a, it was a, a tough week for us, right? You know, just, I mean... <laughs> So we had a triple header on Saturday, um, if you guys were following the NFL. One of the games on our three-game parlay was Vikings over the Colts. Now, the Colts were up 33 to nothing at halftime, and the Vikings came back to win. So that saved our three-game parlay. Vikings beat the Colts. Bills beat the Dolphins. Saints over the Falcons. Yes, three-game parlay hit. Vikings 
rescued that um, from way downtown. So thank you kindly to those guys. Now, something that wasn't as kind to us, um, Ravens plus three at Cleveland. Um, that didn't happen. Cleveland just took care of business. Ravens apparently not a good team right now. No Lamar Jackson makes sense. And they lost, lost on the road, lost by more than three. Ravens did not cover that three-point spread. Lock of the week, Commanders, Giants over 40 and a half. The Giants won 20 to 12, um, a very controversial uh, Sunday night football game where Commanders were going down to score. They're on the goal line. They punch it in. They called uh, Terry McLaurin um, that he wasn't set, even though he checked the ref a few times through a flag. And then um, also there was a blatant pass interference in the end zone um, that the Commanders didn't get. Maybe they're going after Dan Snyder, who's to say, but um, overall, 32 points is not over 40 and a half. So we lost that one. And then the loser leaves town. Steelers over the Panthers, that cashed. So we went two for four on the week. It's, you know, we'll take a wash. Uh, we'll take, I, I like I like having a wash week, but also winning that three game parlay just gives you a little bit, some extra positivity, um, you know, when, it, when you kind of split hairs there. But now going into this week, three game parlay, we got Titans over the Texans. Only a four-point favor um, for the Titans. So the Titans are favored by four points. No Ryan Tannehill. Titans are reeling right now. Um, lost, four, I think, four in a row. Um, and the Texans are actually playing for some pretty good ball. They're doing the best to keep the number one pick in the draft and also, like, play tough games. So they're doing a great job there on tanking. But four, four points, I think the Titans need this in the worst way. Now, the reason I feel good about this, Malik Willis is starting. His only other start this year was against two was against Texans. So some familiarity there. I think, you know, ultimately he could just give the ball to Derek Henry a few times and they'll be fine. Um, so give me the Titans over the Texans. Um, second one, Bengals over the Patriots. Patriots are reeling. Um, they still have, they have to watch that replay of the last play against the Raiders over and over. And the Bengals potentially might be the best team in the AFC right now. Um, they need a win because they need to clinch the AFC South. No, sorry, AFC North. Um, and also there's a chance they can get the number one seed in the playoffs. So Bengals are playing for something. Patriots, uh, Max Jones is still yelling at Matt Patricia. Um, things are happening there. So give me the Bengals over the Patriots. And the last one, Bucks over the Cardinals on Sunday night. Cardinals just ruled out Colt McCoy. So here comes Trace McSorley. But Cardinals are at home. Bucks still have a shot at the NFC South um, division, uh, winning that division because that division is just a shit show. So. Give me the Titans over the Texans, Bengals over the Patriots, and the Bucks over the depleted Cardinals. Underdog. I don't feel great about this one, and that's usually how I roll. Um, but give me the Bears plus eight against the Bills. Now, the Bills are playing for something, right? Also, Josh Allen is hurt. And the Bears are, like, really – they're probably the – best bad team right now right so there's still a bad team have a top five pack or top five draft pick but i think they're still playing some good ball give me the bears plus eight just if it was seven i wouldn't feel great about it but it's eight i think they stay competitive justin Fields is going to run around like he always does and they're going to just blow it at the end and i think they're not going to blow it by more than eight so here we go bears plus eight um lock of the week <laughs> this is this is an ugly one but it's so ugly that I have to take it. Can we get the over of 35 and a half 
on the Falcons Ravens, please. 35 and a half, man. Like, come on. Like, okay, listen, both offenses suck. Okay, that's fine. No Lamar Jackson. Um, and you have Desmond Ritter, who he's he's a friend of the program as far as a person, not as a player. Um, but 35 and a half, like maybe just some pick sixes. I'm I'm good with that. Just points, somehow points. We're we're talking 20 to 17, 20 to 16, if you want. Okay. 35 and a half, guys. That's it. Lock of the week. Super like lock of the week should be like, I'm so confident. I'm just like, this is just way too low. Um, and it's, you know, this is going to be a historical cold weekend of football, but um, I don't care. You can score 36 points, guys. I believe in you. We believe in you. RTP supports you. And we're proud of you if you cover that. Loser leaves town. Browns against the Saints. Okay. Saints are going on the road. Um, both teams, right? Somehow the Browns are still in the playoff hunt and the Saints still have a shot at five and nine to win the division um so it's a very odd game but i think this is a loser leaves town and i think browns are going to take on the saints and be victorious um it's going to spin into this narrative of deshaun watson's finally coming into his own um do the browns have a shot i think they take they beat the saints and it's probably an ugly game like a i don't know 22 to 17 kind of thing you know just a weird one um that would take we would take that in the falcons ravens one um, for sure because I would cover, but um, yeah, give me the Browns over the Saints, and I think the Saints will be the losers, and because they're the losers, they will leave town. So just to recap, three-game parlay, give me the Titans over the Texans, Bengals over the Patriots, Bucks over the Cardinals, underdog of the week, Bears plus eight against the Bills. I just never feel good about betting against the Bills, but this week I do. Lock of the week over 35 and a half, Falcons, Ravens, and finally loser leaves town, Browns will defeat the Saints, Saints will be losers, and they will then be escorted out of town, mostly because they're the away team and they have to be escorted out of town, but they also leave town because they're losers. So, thoughts? Oh, I absolutely love that pick on the the Bears. Uh, I feel like you're more confident about that than you are the the over on 35 and a half. I think Bears fans are in the most perfect position because you're you're in a rebuild as a team, and nothing's better than watching your team play really well with your new quarterback, but also lose games to where you're still high up there and getting draft picks because you're not you're not like where you're at right now. You're not competing whatsoever. Like you know that you know that you're rebuilding. You're trying to build around Justin Fields. This is the perfect situation. They went out and they hung twenty nine on a. Uh, Dallas defense that was considered the best defense in the league at the time. Now, granted, they had 49 hung on them in that same game. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's so much hope there that I like this bet on this plus eight. Uh, and I think that'll kind of maneuver Justin Fields into this new category of, you know, being able to compete with Josh Allen and, you know, the top of the top of them. And I could definitely see it being one of those things where they're, down by two scores and then kind of like you know they got to score a touchdown get an onside kick score another touchdown and they get that first touchdown and they stay within that eight but don't quite pull it all out but yes i love it a lot lot to root for this weekend on christmas luckily the raider game's on saturday to where if there's any issues with us not winning that game you got 24 hours to not ruin your christmas (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of like the opposite there. Yeah, first I was I was happy that the Raiders were playing on Christmas Eve, but then I realized like I I don't necessarily like Christmas Eve more than Christmas, but 
there's something about Christmas Eve that's like, oh, we're almost there and it's and it's nice. And you do you open the one present, you know, maybe that one present from your aunt who gets you a, you know, Arizona Diamondbacks shirt when you're a Giants fan. You know, one of those kind of times. Um, you know, it's like you <laughs> which happened and still will never forgive her. She she doesn't know it. And if she's a you know, she listens to the podcast and she might know. Um, but it's just it's a special day because it's like Christmas is you know, tomorrow there's the anticipation and then it's like it would be better if the Raiders didn't play at five. You know what I'm saying? Like if they, if they just played at 10, that'd be fine because the slate is actually on Saturday. Um, the majority of the games are on Saturday. They, there's a triple header on Sunday and then one on Monday with the Thursday game as well, right? But the majority of the games are on Saturday. So not sitting here arguing you about whether it would be better if the Raiders played on Christmas or not. But um, yeah, I, I think it's just, I, I really love Christmas. Even it's just a tough... It would it would just be a shame if we lost <clears throat> at any time. We could play on a Tuesday in July and it would suck then. But Christmas Eve is is a nice, you know, and then that's when the Christmas story starts a twenty four hour run. You know, like there's a lot of things that um are special about the day. Anyways, it's eight thirty when the game gets over, so it's like might as well just go to bed. Yeah, like am I gonna set up the cookies for Santa? Like probably not. Santa didn't bring me a win, so he doesn't get cookies. <laughs> yeah, Max kind of nibbled on this one. Here you go, dude, and that's Avery's milk. That you can have if you're thirsty. She drinks two percent, so Santa would probably like that. Um, anywho, <clears throat> getting into the week 17, 16, just kidding. Week 16 preview. Your Las Vegas Raiders are on the road heading to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers Christmas Eve evening, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Steelers are favored by two and a half points over under 38 and a half. Now, I would like to take this time to say Franco Harris, Steeler legend, passed away yesterday. Thoughts and prayers, condolences to his family. What's even more ironic about this is that this was, uh, I believe, yeah, so this is on Friday, which is when you're going to be listening to this, but not right now. So we're talking in the future, and it is today and tomorrow will be the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Very controversial game play. Stings the nostrils for the Raiders and the Raider fans. But really, uh, he was a part of that. You know, he was the one that did have the reception. Um, he passed away yesterday, so thoughts and prayers to that family. He was going to be, his jersey was going to be retired. He was going to be honored at the game. He will not be present now. He will be in heaven, hopefully. I believe he's a good man. But the Steelers have now even more to play for in this and i'm not trying to turn this into a bit i want to say we are sorry for franco harris passing thoughts and prayers and also this just adds more bad juju to the raiders taking on another opponent which has just happened so many times this year 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception franco harris passed away mike tomlin has never had a losing season. They're six and eight. That's why he was on the loser leaves town last week because they're five and eight and they won. Six and eight. If they lose, it will be his first losing season. He's never had one. And now the Raiders are on the road in a very cold Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania stadium. Heinz Field, I believe it's still called. It's going to be an interesting one. Christmas Eve, once again, Steelers are favored by two and a half points. Over under 38 and a half. Just quick rundown on the injuries for the Raiders. Jackson Barton, offense tackle. Alex Bars, offensive guard. Rocky Sin, corner. Deron Harmon, corner. Zamir White, running back. All are questionable for this game. 
some positive news. I know you talked about Waller. Um, Waller and Renfro returned last week. It sounds like they're healthy and they're back. So good for us. On the Steelers side, Miles Jack, Kenny Pickett, Terrell Edmonds. <laughs> some not some people. Micah knows why I don't like Miles Jack. Kenny Pickett, Terrell Edmonds, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson are all questionable. What sounds like Kenny Pickett will play, Najee Harris will play. Deontay Johnson and Terrell Edmonds, um, I believe, haven't practiced this week, so they might be doubtful. We're recording this on Thursday morning, so the official report shall come out, um, I believe, this afternoon. So, keys to victory. Micah, shall you kick this off? Yeah, well, like, like you said, first first and foremost, uh, you know, our condolences, RIP and peace to Franco Harris. This is all, this all just, like, it's just how how the world and fate works where these things like line up um in this regard because if like three weeks ago four weeks ago was like the 47th anniversary and it happened it wouldn't have as much steam as the 50th anniversary three days before the two teams meet again it's gonna be a good game um i think that one of the biggest things that I'm excited to watch um matchups wise um is gonna be Nate Hobbs against um uh, George Pickens. I think both of those dudes, I think they're like Spider-Man meme pointing at each other when it comes to just like overly aggressive people at their position. And I think that it's going to be a hell of a fight. I don't know if, I mean, Amik Robinson has been playing really well and doing really well in coverage for the most part these last few weeks. So I think that, you know, we, we might see him. Pickens is just so big and Amik's just so little that um, I would say <laughs> just so little. <laughs> I, I could see, um, I, I don't know if Hobbs would necessarily, you know, follow him around the field, but I could see Hobbs getting a majority of the of the coverage on him. Let me throw out this stat for you, and, and it might be a little surprising for you. It might be a little surprising. The last two, four, five games, Raiders defense, 17 points, 17 points, 13 points, 21 points, 16 points. Defense has been low-key good when it comes to giving up points. Offense, low-key bad when it comes to putting up points. <laughs> so those things aren't lining up quite well like they should. But uh, I think if we're going to go out there on this cold day, I think we're going to have to get Josh Jacobs going. I am, you know, There's so many narratives this week. One of them, it's probably going to be Carr playing in the cold like it always tends to be. I don't know what the temperature is supposed to be like, but I assume at 8.15 at night in Pittsburgh – not necessarily the warmest uh so we'll see if you know they how much they try to actually pass the ball i don't think there's supposed to necessarily be any weather uh, i think it's supposed to just be cold so who knows but um that's just me guessing on what weather is like um i have no idea but sorry what i have here is cloudy meatballs okay. cloudy a chance of meatballs Tem- Temperature, zero degrees. <laughs> what? That's what it says? <laughs> That's what I have here. Well, that, and that was just on my uh, my Yahoo uh, fantasy app. Yeah, let me, let me, let me just... Uh, let me... An exact zero seems yeah. pretty wild. No, it's going to be zero degrees. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Yeah, a high of 10, a low of zero. So um, it, it's going to be anywhere between zero and 10 degrees. Um, back to you, Micah. Somebody out there, show me the the data on how Carr plays in games that are neither positive nor negative degrees, <laughs> when they are exactly at zero. 
He's probably got a hundred percent completion rating. Anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just really don't know where to like what to expect with this game, where to go with this game. Obviously, Vegas doesn't expect much if we have a thirty-eight and a half point total on that. But nonetheless, I think that there's a chance we can keep this thing rolling, um, go out there and win if we could put together an actual second half of football because it seems like the first half we're doing great. Second half, we don't do great. So I think if they can just get Josh Jacobs in, in one of those, you know, games where he's rolling all game, he gets 25 plus touches, um, you know, and, and gets over 100 yards. That's that's one of those games where, you know, we he's shown to be dominant and kind of doing whatever he can, getting us the first downs when we need it. And then just allowing Carr to take advantage of certain play action situations. I mean, if they would just run another flea flicker, I mean, come on, is too much? Is that too much to ask? I don't think so. You know, we barely won this game, barely won this game, and it was on a defensive, crazy, ridiculous play. And you don't want to know why? It's because we didn't run a flea flicker. And I'm going to stick to that forever and always. But anyways. I wholeheartedly think we could go out here and win this game, which scares me because that means we probably aren't going to because every time I thought that we would, we didn't. I have expectations, but I also don't because we're talking Christmas Eve. Uh, we're talking night game. Wonky things can happen on primetime. We've talked about that before. And with all the other juju, Franco Harris juju, you know, immaculate reception stuff, I think we just need to buckle down for a wild ride on Sunday night and, and just that's just where it's going to be. But all in all, I think if we can limit Najee as much as possible, if Hobbs can kind of lock down Pickens, we have a real shot at pulling out a W and not disappointing Raider Nation. Yeah, I think there's um, – it's just going to be a weird game. I just know that to be true. I think with – if you just look at the matchups, I, I think – our defense matches up pretty well against them. Like you said, you know, you got to look out for Pickens um, and, you know, Najee Harris. Um, the Raiders haven't been that great at stopping the run, which really they're, they're a lot better early on in the year for Roderick Stevenson, Buck 70. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a tough game. I think it's just going to be fighting a phone booth. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be like that game where we played the Browns and it was grabble or whatever it was spewing through the air. What was it called? It, it was it it was like Rackle or something like some some weird name like that that's like ice rock snow slush or something like no, there's there's no definitive answer. Yeah, so I think I think you're right. I think Jacob's got to get 25 plus touches. Um, I think we have to be able to take our shots we can. Um, you know, T.J. Watt is back. Um, it's it's going to be tough for our offensive line to keep him away from Carr. Um, so you know those passing situations. Um. But, you know, Kenny Pickens, uh, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Kenny Pickett, um, he's back from a concussion. Um, so I, I think it's just going to be a game where they're going to, we're going to try to play the same type of offensive game, establish a run, take our shots when we can. And really, it's a, a Steelers team that still has hope. Once again, they're six and eight, we're six and eight. So, you know, it's a team that, that still has an outside shot um, at the playoffs. And Mike Tomlin hasn't. Um, had a losing season, so they're going to be playing for a lot and then throw in, like you mentioned, Franco Harris, Matt Miller, reception, 50-year anniversary, what have you. So I, I do think that, because I, I don't think it's supposed to be raining, right? So it's supposed to be very cold, but I think if we can start a little bit up-tempo, if we can start a little bit, um, you know, spread in the field to then work into establishing the run with Jacobs, I think um, that's definitely going to be um, a way to, to attack this defense um, and, and come at them from a different angle that they might not be expecting. And really, it's a 
that their pass defense is is a lot worse than their run defense. Um, so I, it's going to be tough to establish a run for the Raiders. Um, and I think it's going to be obvious that that's what we want to do. But that's why I think we, we do have to be able to to take our shots downfield, to, to spread them out, to open it up and, and get, get creative in the run game um, through different formations and, and different different styles that, that I think McDaniels has done a good job at um, throughout the year. So it's going to be a weird game. It's going to be tough. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be a lot of things. But, um, yeah, we'll see, man. It's – I don't know. I – Christmas Eve, you know, like just come on, guys, like don't do it like this. I mean, I, I, I even feel worse about the fact that we had the crazy way to beat the Patriots last week because it's like we'll give that to you. The NFL is like we're going to give that to you, and guess what? We're not going to flex you out of this primetime game against the Steelers on Christmas Eve because you're just going to lose. We're going to do everything we can, and the powers of Franco Harris are going to be against us as well. So it's it's going to be. It's gonna be a weird game. That's all I can say. It's gonna be weird and it's gonna be ugly. And I'm, I'm, I'm fully expecting to lose. And I'm gonna get into predictions. I'm gonna say the Steelers beat the Raiders twenty-four to twenty. That's gonna be my prediction. I, I bet against the Raiders last week. I'm gonna bet against them again. I think the Steelers are gonna win. I think it's gonna be unfortunate. I'm gonna be sad. You'll be sad um, and angry. I will be angry as well. Um, but I think it's gonna be a tough game. And I think the Steelers end up beating the Raiders twenty-four to twenty. Micah predictions. Yeah, well, what I was going to say was is because it's so cold um, there and all of these other factors are part of the play. Don't rule out a all of a sudden didn't see it coming rainstorm that brings snow on Christmas Eve night for this Raiders, this Raiders Steelers game. You heard it here first. If all of a sudden, you know, it 20, 30 minutes before game time, we just start seeing some snow drizzling down. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to stay on the positive train as I have been, um, you know, someone's got to, uh, so I'm going to predict a 31, 24 Raiders W go out here, basically run it back, <laughs> um, from the, from the Patriots points. game. But yeah, I just, you know, I think, I think the Raiders are just going to continue to give us hope until they don't, which is how it works. And that not giving us hope, I see more happen against the Niners on New Year's Day or the Chiefs at the very last game of the year. But nonetheless, one week at a time, one game at a time. That's right. Raider Nation. That's right. Well, I love the optimism. Um, you know, we, we need that, especially I'm just, I'm at a place that I just can't keep, I'll keep rooting for them. I can't keep predicting them to win. I'm just going to stay negative. It worked against Patriots. I'm going to do the, do it again, just bet against Raiders. Hopefully it pans out in the way that I lose and we win. So yeah, man, that's it. So <sighs> Raider Nation, we love you guys. Sit down, stand up right around 5.15 Pacific Standard Time on Christmas Eve. We hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. Until then, peace out. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Go check out the Raider Take Podcast YouTube account. Download DraftKings Sportsbook. Code TPPN. Continue to support the pod like you guys have and always will. We appreciate all of that. Let's go out here. Let's make Christmas Day special by getting a Christmas Eve W. I hope y'all stay safe this weekend, travel safe, and Merry Christmas. Mark Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Peace.